Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bang Broadcast. Very special episode. It's our uh, Super Bowl special edition Vi. You mean VII for? Nope. Paul, I'm I'm looking at the show notes here, and it's <laughs> it's Vi. Yeah, but those are Roman numerals. Uh, it's but Paul, Super Bowl. They're, they're this not numbers, this Paul, is the Super Bowl, so it's Vi. <laughs> and those are uh. letters. They're not numbers. Get it right, Romans. <laughs> Uh, That's why your empire fell. <laughs> those those it, Arabics everybody. came in with their their numbers, and they were so much better. So much better. But yeah, this is something we've been doing for the past seven years now. Uh, every year around Super Bowl time, I actually call it the Super Bowl now. I don't even <laughs> say Super Bowl anymore, just so everybody knows. Um, we get together and we pit DC up against Marvel in four quarters of mayhem. Yeah, the first being uh, characters. So we can geek. Oh, uh, no, no. The first being characters, where we uh, look at how they, how the publishing in comic books, just comic books alone, who has the stronger showing of their characters. Uh, then we do the publishing. Bust. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, which I like it, podcasting a lot more when I have a beer in. <laughs> uh. You should be on this side because we we went from two big beers to another big beer. Uh, oh. Then we do publishing. I'm going to be so much of fun to hang out with at a Super Bowl party. It's going to be so crazy. No, no, I don't need anything to drink. I came loaded. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we do publishing. Which publishing house is publishing better books? I don't know. It, it, it is what has offered the better line overall uh, in their comic book publishing. Excuse me. Uh, that might be, you know, digital. Uh, their trades, and also their mainline books, their monthly series issues. And then we go into what, Chris? Then we follow it up with the creators. These are the people that actually bring us the books that we know and love. Yes. Who has the better talent? And then we finish it off with licensing, which is what we love most, movies and television. And, you know, maybe even card games and whatever else, but mostly we just focus on movies and television yeah that's the, kind of the most prevalent thing mm-hmm. but sometimes you know some other stuff might come into play yeah. you never know special teams big special factor teams. you know a nine side kicker there it could turn the super ball it, it can it and sometimes uh what you watch the super ball for is those wacky commercials and uh dispute that yeah, i can't talk <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm looking out the window watching cats do shit. So. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we remember last year's Super Bowl commercial, a big one, was uh, making fun of us from Budweiser, which was funny because they were buying out uh, little breweries, uh, talking about you don't need to be, you know, nerdy about your beer, talking about its, you know, its smell, its taste and everything. Sometimes you just want to buy a shitty beer and just, we just, call it Bud. Just drink your shitty beer and shut up about it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have a mango habanero lager. I think we do. And sometimes we need something even better than that. And that is uh, what we're drinking right now, which is 21st Amendment. Lower the boom. This is a uh, American-style barley wine. And this is 11.5% alcohol per volume, 92 IBUs. And this is a citrusly hopped um, all 21st Amendments come in cans, and this is a itty bitty tiny can. I'm trying to look to find the... This it, is 8.4 fluid ounces. Hmm. But it lowers Deboom, which is spelled D-E-B-O-O-M. 
the word D-boom. Which is fun for uh, a Super Bowl episode because, you, you know, a lot of big hits on the field. Uh, I enjoy this barley wine. It's not super barley. It doesn't have that, you know, that um, barley wine aftertaste that that back of your tongue kind of. It's got, it's got a little malt to it. I mean, yes. um, with this being warmer as it is, um, because we recorded our uh, two ninety two before this, it's had time to just sit out and warm up. Colder, you get a lot more hops out of mm-hmm. this. Um, the hops have really mellowed. I think this is a better beer now than I had. Maybe two weeks ago, really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this a lot more. This is nice and round. It's it it really is. Uh, I have two more of these that I'm saving, and I have them in my beer cellar. Uh, it's the first time we're really going for cellaring uh, canned beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying that in a year um, from now. But very nice. Um, I think this was it's a four pack. With much smaller cans, I knew that going into buying it, um, but I think it's worth worth the price of a mission. Um, I don't know if I just shared it to you guys or if I put it up on the Facebook post, but I put a list of um, some of the top barley wines that came out this year. And uh, this, I, I do just, remember seeing that. Uh, you just sent it to us, I think. I did I just send it to you guys? Um, this was in the top ten, hmm. uh, which I was a little shocked by, but now having it at a warmer temperature... It is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. it. Like I said, it's a it's a very strong contender for barley wine, just because it is a little different. It does have that freshness from the the hops. It gives it like a crispness mm-hmm. on the sides and like the front of your tongue, mm-hmm. and then you get that really nice multi little dry the mouth out mm-hmm. in the back. But it's a uh, I like this a lot more than when I had it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that because when I went to the beer store. Um, before we started recording this episode, after 292, uh, they have 21st Amendment there now. Ooh. Pick so, it up. What? I said pick it up. <laughs> He's ordering oh. you to pick it <laughs> no, up. I heard you say that, and then I just heard John go like, oh. So I thought like something happened. <laughs> well, he said pick it up, and I was like, oh, that's kind of a, really? Can you just order him yeah. to do those things? Yeah, I will. Uh, just no, hit. but they only – I forget what they had. They had like – I think the Hell or High Watermelon – they had like their Mexican one. It was like El Sully or something like that. I haven't which seen. Which I'm that. imagining sound, like is something just like a Corona kind of thing. I haven't seen that um, one. There was one other one too. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, something new that I can get down here, and something that I got down here because I went to the beer store and I bought a beer from Florida. Uh, this is Cigar City Brewing Strawberry Shortcake, a strawberry lager, um, mm. and it delivers on all three of those things. When you pour it, it's really light yellow. Um, I mean, it's a lager, so as soon as I poured it, I was like, oh, this looks like a Labatt or a Blood, uh, like a Bud Light or something like that. But also it gives just kind of that strawberry shortcake, like angel food aesthetic. And then on that first sip, you get a little bit of like a strawberry sweetness, but still kind of creamy. I don't know what they use to do that. Uh, probably some sort of extracts, but it does taste like a strawberry shortcake. Um, no faults to it. Not something I would necessarily like seek out, but just to try it. I think it was like six ninety nine for the bomber. Um, I've spent more on worse beers. I've spent less on better beers, so it's no faults to it. But yeah, it's it's what it is. I think if it was like ninety degrees outside, this would be a tasty beer to be drinking out on the porch. But 
yeah, it's I'll finish this bomber. Like I don't mind. Nice. There's no stopping you. Yeah. Uh, I'm an adult. It's <laughs> Super Bowl time. Lord Boom, okay. uh, definitely something like right now is a porch drinking beer because it's like mid to high 40s in Buffalo right now. It's really oh, heat wave. It's really pleasant out for a February. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into the Super Bowl and uh, characters. <coughs> Pinning DC versus Marvel on this, I think I'm going to go Marvel. Right. And why is that? Uh, I think everything they've done this year, even with the, I mean, with the Secret Wars, giving you a taste of different characters and books that you didn't realize you had wanted, they're constantly, you know, restarting these books, resituating them, and giving you a new reason to want to pick up this book, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Um, but we did get Howard the Duck, which was something that really surprised us all. Uh, we've gotten a lot of different books from Marvel. Um, what, not, not A-Force, but the all-female... A-Force, yeah. Is yeah, it A-Force? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were all surprised by that book and how much we liked it and coming out of that. Lots of different yeah. things. Not Convergence, Better World. Convergence. Ugh. Some of that stuff was you really know, interesting, yeah, but it gave you a taste of something, and then once it was over, you didn't get anything from that. We didn't get a Shazam book that capitalized on that Captain Marvel book that we really liked. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a question or Captain Adam or Blue Beetle out of the books that we, you know, liked out of that. This one they said, "Hey, you guys liked it? We're making it a series. Here's your A Force. Here's <coughs> your this." And I think that's where Marvel is capitalizing on that. They they tested the waters, they see mm-hmm. saw what people wanted, and then they gave it to them. Right. Where I don't think DC is doing that. I think they're putting out books that editorial thinks they should do or giving maybe a chance to a writer, but then canceling it right away. What? I, okay. Go ahead, Paul. I, I was going to ask John. Uh, one of your favorite DC books for a while there was uh, Green Arrow. He's a Wolfman now? He's a Wolfman. <laughs> they I, made heard him up. A, I heard he's a, a reputable <laughs> podcast that he is now a Wolfman. Yeah. So I can understand you going. Uh, He's shooting arrows as a wolf man too. Jeez, <laughs> but Chris, what were you going to say? Um, well, I think that's something that both DC and Marvel are doing now, where they're taking those kind of smaller, lesser known characters, or maybe not as well represented characters, and they're doing some different stuff with them. Um, and it's kind of putting a showcase kind of on that character. And. Marvel sticks it out a little bit more and gives it room to breathe, while DC is more like, eh, Dr. Fate, here it is. Oh, it's not working. Get rid of it. Um, All right. But then there's, I mean, DC, they have a Black Canary book out right now. Batgirl is unlike any other Batgirl book that has come before, and I love it for that. Um, It's For me, I think this is a little bit closer than it is for you, John, Mm -hmm. because I'm loving both companies doing those kind of weirder like offshoot books right no i i agree with you it's yeah that just looks awful john uh john chu was showing me a cover for green arrow um i I agree with you chris i i I like these offshoot books like the over at marvel miss marvel uh the captain marvel that they just came out with uh just letting 
these characters be who they are. Over 2015, I really feel like Marvel decided to, let's do everything old man. Let's make Captain America an old man. Like, take away his, you know, uh, long life process. Let's make uh, the old Nick Fury, old man Nick Fury. Let's make uh, Logan, old man Logan. Uh, which I thought was interesting in a way that I didn't want to read those books anymore. Well, Old Man Logan is from the yeah the the Millar and um, Niven, Niven run from a few years ago that they're capitalizing on having Wolverine in the series that isn't the Wolverine from the because that Wolverine series. in comic book series now is a statue. He's a statue. He is statue, John. I know he is. <laughs> you can't you can't not undo him as a statue. Uh, <laughs> no way, no how. But then, you know, for, on the flip side of that old man thing, they do some really cool young characters like Nova and Miss Marvel. You know, these are new, different young characters that I really enjoy, and that's why I would give this to Marvel versus DC. And over at DC, I did enjoy some of those Convergence series, series. But, like you were saying, they didn't matter in the long term. Those were love letters to what I loved about DC that I'm no longer getting from yeah. DC. <laughs> Whereas Marvel, granted, they've gone really 90s with their X-Men franchise. Like, everything is like, ah, we're living in the 90s again. Well, they have that 90s version yeah. of the X-Men. And they, they're going with it. <coughs> you know, It seems like every X-Men book is like spinning out of the 90s. And it's just like I don't I don't care. I wish they were doing something better with the X Men franchise right now, Marvel, but overall I think how they're treating their characters, it's better there than what they're doing with Nova, Spider Woman, those are books that I wanna Silk, read. Yeah. And that's kinda like something I was thinking about before because John actually when we recorded episode two ninety two, so hopefully people are listening to this one after two ninety two, you mentioned you're not buying any D C books right now besides like Batman and Batman and Robin Eternal. And the books that I'm buying from most of the companies now are those smaller characters, but I'm getting more of them from Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have to give it to Marvel on this side, just because I'm looking forward to reading books like Silk or uh, the new Spider-Man number one starring Miles Morales came out last week. I bought that and I'm eagerly awaiting number two. Um, one of our favorite books of last year was Thor, and it's not... You know, Thor Odin's son. It's you Jane, know, Jane Foster. Porter. Yeah. Or Jane Foster, yeah. Yeah, Natalie Portman. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's So I, I think Marvel's doing a great job with that, and I applaud DC for everything that they have done uh, with bringing those smaller characters out, but Marvel just kind of like sticks through it, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. All right. So uh, we're, first quarter goes to Marvel. Definitely goes to Marvel. Hands down. Okay, so publishing. Well, uh, both went through a big shakeup. We had Better World slash, what was it called um, for Marvel? Secret Wars. Secret Wars. And then over at DC, we had Convergence, basically going on about the same time last summer. Uh, We saw different shakeouts from each. But who do we think had a better showing? Chris, so you ended the last one. (laughs) Let's, Let's have you start this one. Um. This is kind of tough because as I've progressed as a comic book reader, I read less and less of those big, like, blockbuster comic book events. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't do anything for me now. 
So when I look at the actual publishing side of things, it's more about which books am I buying most of. Okay. And a lot of that's going to go over to Marvel. Um, and also, I think Marvel, with their licensed books right now, with what they've done with the Disney Kingdoms, um, they've continued on that. They had Figment 2 come out this year. They had the Big Thunder Mountain book come out, which uh, wasn't the, the best. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately, I think they get huge points for what they've done with Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Star Wars books, not only are they just putting out Star Wars comic books, they are putting top-tier creators on Oh, them. you just sold and, John on this whole quarter. Yeah. And they're, they're making you care about it. I mean, if, you know, uh, Dark Horse had announced they are doing a Lando comic book Nobody last would year. Care. We probably just would have not even paid attention to it. Unless it had a good creator on it. But they, if they wouldn't have. Yeah, and because they would have had a good writer, but they would have had a crappy art team on well, it. Well, I think they were starting to learn their lesson when they put Brian Wood... On, yeah. that's on Star Wars and having a, a good artist with him. I think An that's okay wh- artist because even then we were like, well, who shot? Did the stormtrooper shoot his laser beam yeah. or did somebody shoot the the rifle out uh, of the. It was like, a better artist than they yeah. normally have. Yeah. The characters looked like how they were supposed to look. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and that's one of our biggest things when we talk about these Star Wars books. Do the characters look like how they, how they look? So I think that. Dark Horse kind of was learning the lesson that, hey, we need to put big people on this. <laughs> and then they just totally lost it. Lost it. But uh, anyways, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, that's kind of everything that I was saying because, you know, Dark Horse, they did make that step, and we love that Star Wars book. But right out of the, like, right out of the gates, I mean, you announced Star Wars by Jason Aaron with art by, uh, oh, Cassidy. Yeah, John yeah. Cassidy. And then you follow him up with Stuart Eminem, who is probably one of our collective yeah. favorite comic book artists right now. And then every other book after that, just delivering. Even something that you know might not be your favorite, like the Princess Leia book. That Princess Leia book still got some heart to it, and it looks fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, that, on top of everything else that I really like about Marvel right now, sells it. And, I mean, DC... Yeah, I'm buying some DC books, but they're kind of just trudging along doing what they always do. There's been nothing really that sold me on DC at all. Well, this year they did reinvent Batwoman and Black Canary. Black Girl. Batgirl. Batgirl. What did I say? Batwoman. Batwoman, I'm sorry. They did reinvent those characters. But in my opinion, they marveled those characters. Mm -hmm. And they got mm-hmm. the right people to do the art and the writing for those books. So they're taking a big page from I, I, Marvel but, on that. You know, the the uh, before the New 52, Chris and I, we both... Well, Chris, you, you got me onto the Batgirl book. And I, I feel like this Batgirl is more coming home of that uh, Stephanie Brown Batgirl. Mm-hmm. It, it feels a lot like that, but a little I bit... I agree. There's, you know, there's a youthfulness to it. So I don't want to say that, you know, they just, you know, came out of nowhere and just took a page out of Marvel's book because there was that hints of that there at DC, especially with Batgirl, that now they brought, they just rolled back the clock and bought, brought that yeah, back. Yeah, they rolled back See. the clock four years Yeah, to Think. what they were doing with the character mm-hmm. that 
Well, a new diff- different character now because it's but, now. But it, I mean, yeah. But they're doing something that they were doing with the character that was something that barely anybody was reading, and they, you know, took a big jump bringing Stephanie Brown in as that Batgirl character. All the Marcus Toe fans. I, oh. I don't think we would have had. I had a really good joke. The, the new. Sorry. I don't think we would have had like the new Batgirl if we didn't have that success of stuff like Hawkeye or Iron Fist. That's true. Over at Marvel, though. Because Marvel did take those characters that were a little bit lower down on the ladder and <laughs> tell good stories with them that weren't just beholden to whatever the editors wanted to do. They put great creative teams on there that were able to tell a story that sold it for that book. And, and the sales were there. And it wasn't just, you know, the you know fans of the creators, you know, the fans of Marcus Toe, like... Chris and I are, you know, we're total toeheads. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I see it. That was the joke that was going That's for. the joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that followed those books. You know, the sales were there for Hawkeye and what Marvel was doing. So I think DC saw that and wants to capitalize on that. But they did have at least some sort of presence there beforehand as well. Like... But I have. I don't think it was as no predominant. It wasn't yeah. as line based. It wasn't, and I don't even think that was what they were going for. It's a connection that we're making, being fans of mm. that previous Batgirl, yeah. yeah. and then this this Batgirl. I have to say, the one thing that DC did step up and do since New Fifty Two, and even more so now this year, is something we complained about constantly with DC. It's taking out forever to get trades out. Man, you take they take forever to get their collected works out. And I do want to highlight that this year especially, like every time like a series is, is a story arc is wrapped up, boom, that that trade pa- paperback is almost is out like within a couple weeks if not the next month. So, I I do want to give it to DC a little bit here for their publishing. Only because I know it already went to Marvel. Hey, thanks for catching up with the times, yeah. DC. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's the one thing that we complained about since we've been DC fans. Like they take forever with their trades. They got. They finally got it right here. If you guys, if it, I was to split vote, I would go with Marvel. But since Marvel already won this quarter, I'm, I'm going to go ahead give and give my opinion. Yeah, you did. I shook my head. Point I made. I shook my head with. Star Wars being the biggest thing that their publishing has capitalized on. You almost your boner almost flipped over the table when you when Chris mentioned Star Wars uh, and the publishing side. Like, thank on. you for making it appear like I have a giant boner. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I'm a comic book nerd, and that is not true. Uh, well, I think one of the things that Mar- uh, DC did get right over Marvel with the big, massive st- summer um, event was. Two issues. They did two issues of those uh, convergence stories with a seven-issue mm-hmm. convergence main story going on. But it took four months. Took four months? Yeah. We just concluded <laughs> yes, with the hurt. Marvel ones. The yeah. Marvel ones are, are even – we still have them wrapping mm-hmm. up. That's the I don't know if it was secret, a real publishing okay. – Secret Wars mm-hmm. was delayed issues. Right. But those other issues were set to be trades. They were set to be six mm-hmm. issues. They were set to be big things going on. Right. And then after the fact you think they're done, they're still putting out more Secret War tie-in books. That's true. And th- I mean, 
price-wise, yeah, hey, we're capitalizing on getting Vans to read. But at the same time, it's like I roll. The Marvel books that I'm looking for coming out are getting held up and held back because of all this Secret War stuff. Stuff that should have been wrapped up earlier. Should like you know all new Hawkeye? Yeah. That that's. That I heard he might be a wolf band. I hear it. I hear he he might he be might a wolf be hanging man. out with uh, jo- Jane Jonah Jameson's son and become Ooh. a wolf man. Ooh. Arrow by night. <laughs> uh, but that's where I think Marvel took a bit of a stumble. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is killing me right now with Marvel is there some Marvel books that I'm looking at like oh I kind of want to pick that up I kind of want to read that. Price point four ninety nine. Yeah, for a regular issue, they are jacking up those prices, and they're trying. They're just doing. Hey, we're here for a buck. Guess who's going to give us a, a buck? You two, two to more dollars than you normally would. Yeah, and I'm. It's it's kept me from buying several other books only because I look like it's a, it, to me it's a price gouge. Mm-hmm. You're interested in it. Guess what? Four ninety nine. And th- this is a side comment about that because price point is something that we often talk about when we're discussing comic books or video games or beer. Uh, something I've learned just from you know shopping around on Comixology as someone that missed like a couple months worth of books, the savings you can get on books by buying them like a couple months afterwards is staggering. Yeah. Like all those issues of Batgirl that I missed because I just kind of fell off and stopped buying it, I got them for one ninety nine each. Like it brought me up to almost current. Yeah, uh, that's that's. So, did you poll it on the internet? I I, I polled the internet for those books, <laughs> and it worked out. Yeah, getting those good prices is amazing. Um, that brings us to halftime, and I think a halftime means it's time for another beer. Uh, I wasn't ready. I go get. I gotta go. Uh, that's right. We gotta wash our glasses. Yeah, let's take a pause. And with halftime comes two things. Get up and go to the bathroom and get yourself another beer. And uh, my one is from Brew Bus Brewing out of Tampa, Florida. And this is the Hazelnut Spread Porter. Mm. Uh, this is an ale with cocoa nibs, vanilla, and hazelnuts added. Uh, they are definitely going after the Nutella craze. Um, it's a craze. It's, it's not bad. It's It starts off really nice. You get the hazelnut, you get the vanilla. But then has that watery kind of mid palate before you get the, um, almost like the cocoa on the back, and it's like the cocoa that they have. It's it reminds me of almost like a bad like chocolate coffee. So when I first took the sip, I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is really nice." And then as it kind of washed through my palate, I, I became less and less of a fan of it. So before we started, I had to pour myself more. It's because I'd already drank half my glass of it, and I still wasn't completely sure how I felt about it. But ultimately, I I think this is just a case of a small brewery trying to do something uh, different, mm-hmm. and it's just not really working out. Uh, and that's kind of interesting because our beer is a big brewery trying to do something different. Uh, this is Stones. Uh, I don't know how to... Chago Veza? Yeah. How do you pronounce that? It's X-O-C-O-V-E-Z-A. 
Uh, I'm guessing the X would be pronounced like a C-H. Choco Verze. For the holidays and the New Year. And since it's the uh, Chinese new, uh, Lunar New Year, um, we're, we're drinking it now. Mostly because John brought it over. Uh, I've had this, and we've always set up different beers to drink Mm -hmm. Um, since December. We've always had kind of a plan about beers, but this is sat, and I was like, I'll bring it so we can finally finally get to it. This is 8.1% alcohol by volume, and it's a stout brewed with cocoa, coffee, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Uh, But this is the stone version of a stout, which isn't that big multi-smoothness stout. It's that dry stout. You know, I, I think it's more of a dry, almost like a... I think it's just everything in this beer. Mm-hmm. This is, if if you gave this to me and it said, like, Mexican chocolate stout, mm-hmm. I'd go, oh, yeah. I, I love this. Oh, really? I like this a lot. I think this is the perfect amount of that cocoa and chocolate to a stout. And, yeah, it's got a little bit of that dryness. It's, it's got, got all dryness on the back end. But I think you're getting that from that Mexican chocolate and the pepper that's added mm-hmm. to it. Very complex beer. I, I, I love it. I, I could drink an awful bottle of this and be happy. Like, I, I really like it. Well, I'm very happy that you split it with me. I think it's good. But when I'm thinking stout, I'm thinking of all the other stuffs that we just had, which were big, round, maltiness in the back, you know, full, smooth, richness, like almost like a milk stout from left hand, or even the narwhal, but which, this, when you're buying is mellow, this, this is a dry stout. Yeah, but it's not selling itself, like, this, it's a stout mm-hmm. with all these other things, and you get those other flavors. Like, right. those spices really come through, and it's nothing... Like you expect from stout, like from stone, to be overpowering pepper mm-hmm. or blow your palate out with these flavors. It's subtleness. It's well crafted, and probably one of my favorite stone beers to date. Hmm. Um, I have another one of these that they say, you know, I, when I bought this, I was told that it ages really well. I yeah, would, it says on the bottle, uh, drink immediately. Drink fresh or age at cellar temp. So. I'm and I'm I'm worried about cellaring it. I for how this tastes now, I I would want to drink yeah. the other one now. Yeah, I'm, because uh, right, that big stoutness isn't there. Yeah, it's that, all the that, flavors up front. The alcohol that, the alcohol isn't there. Mm-hmm. It's not above ten percent. So it's it's above an IPA, which is you know usually seven point five. This is 8.1, but it's not huge on alcohol. This is like when you get like a, a really nice chocolate truffle and it has that cocoa powder on the outside. Mm-hmm. That is that in a glass. It's Yeah, it's the Baker's cocoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, love, I love Baker's chocolate. You do, because you used to sneak it because it was the only chocolate your mom kept in the house. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I know your stories, Chris. <laughs> I've shared that story before, and it still holds true. I think I think you this, would love this, then, Chris. I think this is an excellent mate, and mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm it's, not expecting a huge stout, but I'm expecting, you know, it's brewed with cocoa, coffee, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. You have all those spices going on, and I they, get cinnamon and chocolate. I don't know. I, 
I might get a little bit of warming sensation because of the pepper, but I don't taste the pepper, and I I get the nutmeg on the nose, not on the palate. But the nutmeg is going to get yeah. combined with that cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So is it as cinnamony as something like the werewolf? You mean the uh, Darko Moon? Dark the Bark uh, Bark the Moon, whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, from this cinnamon? year, yes, I would okay. say yes. It's, it's just a cinnamon. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice cocoa cinnamon chocolate beer. Like this is a this is a dessert beer if mm-hmm. I've ever had one. This is this is a this is excellent. This is amazing. I I'm in love with this beer. Um, it's it might be a little past its date, but if you can find this, I would find if I saw any more of this right now, I would pick it up and put it in my cellar. It's bottled on eleven, twelve, fifteen. I still I yep. still would pick it up. I'd pick it up and have a couple to age and a couple to drink. Well worth the price. Mm-hmm. That is Stone. X-O-C-O-V-E-Z-A. Choco Visa. Visa. That's what I'm guessing. Is the, uh, I think that's close enough. Uh, pronunciation. So, guys, the comic book creators that are over at DC and Marvel, who is winning? That is the question, because it is the Super Bowl! Trying Time to kick off the second half. So, uh, if I'm going to lead it off, because I haven't let off one, uh, I think DC made good good strides at trying to get uh, different comic book creators on their books, especially with Convergence. They brought a lot of people back to write books, but honestly, uh, Marvel has it with Remender, Wade, uh, Hickman, still doing some books here and there, uh, Soleil, Charles Soul, um, um, the guy who's been writing Ant-Man, Chris, I can't think of his name. Oh, Nick Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Who they've put on different books. I I have to agree. I, I really feel like you got to give it to Marvel. They've really brought some people to the forefront. And if you think about just the people who are writing those Star Wars books that they have working for them. Yeah. They're they're bringing it every book. And that's not within those, all those people who are writing those Star Wars books are also writing their regular comic books. Mm-hmm. And that's a high caliber team. DC's yeah. got their people that they've had for the last couple of years, but they mm-hmm. haven't really brought in anyone who feels new or fresh. Or is taking a great turn on the writers. I mean, the last time I feel like they really had a great team going was, you know, Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jeff Lemire. Like when those guys were really bringing it and doing different books and doing books that they were kind of tag teaming together. You mean Animal Man and Swamp Thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. <laughs> that's when they had a creative team. You know, some creators on books that were making you have to stop everything you were doing to pick up the next mm-hmm. issue. And I don't feel, you know, they got Werewolf Arrow, you know? Yeah. That was a thing that somebody <laughs> pitched, and they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. What else can we do with Green Arrow? There hasn't been a good story by him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while before there's another one. Yeah, um, I feel like we're working on it's, that. It's hard, to, it's hard to follow up, like, Jeff Lemire on that, though, because, like, he did such a great job with, like, the different clans. Mm-hmm. Um I'm, I'm signing into Comixology right now because I actually want to see like what books that I have that are like now my must reads and who's writing them because it's all just it's like the Nick Spencers you know mm-hmm. my books 
Yeah. Isn't that the case, though? Like, we, we lock into some series and some books, and we really then take notice of the creators. Like, and right, then we, right now, like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, no, I, I was just feeling space. Okay, I didn't want you to move into the next part before nope. I was, like, ready to go. Because, um, yeah, right now, the books that I have on my iPad, because I, I delete everything off unless it's something I'm going to be talking about for the Week in Geek, but right now I have G. Willow Wilson over on A-Force. I have Nick Spencer on Ant-Man. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis on Spider-Man number one. Uh, but, you know, it's him doing a different character that he created. And then everything else I have... It's people that have been around for a while, but the books that I, I now have as must-reads are from people that aren't like the Jeff Johns or the Brian Michael Bendis's of the world. And a lot of it, it, it is on Marvel's side of things. Uh, yeah, that's... and I, I think, I mean, that's that's where everything I'm picking up is leaning. It is not that I'm not looking at DC, and I'm trying to take those points and, you know, um, Robinson of Batman was good. It was nothing there to really keep on that track with him. Um, and then, like, the Martian Manhunter book was good, but at the same time, it was interesting, but it wasn't what I wanted, and I was holding out for it to get to that point. It still was a good book, but it wasn't great. It wasn't something that grabbed me and wanted me to keep going. And those were the two that were new number ones that I picked up and I stayed on for for a couple books. Right. It's it's one of those things where it's cyclical, it feels like. And, you know, they need to find the indie writers, indie artists that are driving the comic book genre forward and that could tell cool character stories again. And I, I feel like their characters right now don't have... The, you don't have the ability to do that with those DC characters right now. The editorial's just too strongly. I think for what they were trying to do with that new 52, I think at this point it's hard. hard. It, yeah, it's hard, and it's hard to write for them. And I think that's why they're doing that rebirth. They're going to be bringing back something or doing something to change these books again Mm -hmm. if it's back to the way it was or incorporating older things to new things i don't know but i really feel like they need to do something or i mean these that company is just you're going to see less and less good things coming out from them and and might be you know the nail in the coffin for dc well we we i don't know if it's the nail but during the 90s it was all Marvel all the time, and then during the early aughts, we all—that's when we all jumped on DC's bangin' wagon. You know, we were we grew up as Marvel kids, right? Yeah. And then DC, when we came back into comic books, we f- fell in love with all the DC work again because they were doing something different than what Marvel was doing, and Marvel was just putting out their books. You know, it's oh, we're just telling these stories that people seem to love. And they could get back that way again, where DC's the underdog, and maybe they're better. Maybe that DC's better at telling the stories while they're behind and just want to tell their own stories and just tell good stories. And maybe that's where DC needs to get back to. Because right now, in our fourth quarter, the Super Bowl, they're just playing for pride with uh, licensing, and it doesn't look good for DC to even uh, get a one-quarter and I, lit. I, 
this year especially, and I, I, I've said this to Paul before, before mm-hmm. we started recording, was licensing is Marvel movies versus DC shows. Um, Marvel may have, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agents of Carter that they've done, but what what DC is doing with their licensing of their TV shows, even though I am not a fan of, Goth- of Gotham, oh. it's huge. People are crazy about that show. You know, it's a Fox show that got a second season. I mean, that's pretty big. <laughs> It's pretty big. You know, and I think this week you're getting Captain Cold, the first premiere of Captain Cold on the show. Like, they're... Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Uh, thank you. You're but, welcome. But it's, it's something that they've taken, you know, Green Arrow, Flash, and now the DC Legends of Tomorrow. Two of the characters in that mm-hmm. superhero roster are villains, and they're some of the more interesting characters in that show. Heatwave is the breakout character of DC Legends of Tomorrow. Like, it's a really good show. It's well done. It's got huge action moments in it. And for that, like, I really have to give it give it over Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. Agents of Shield is one of those shows that I like to build up a couple episodes and watch them in a row <laughs> and really enjoy them. It's not the show I'm going week to week having to have watched it. Agents of Carter is the same way. Like, uh, three episodes had come out before I started watching them, and I watched one and a half, and then mm-hmm. went back and watched the other half. I'm still behind on that. They're not shows that week to week make me want to watch that. Marvel movies, on the other hand, I'm there opening weekend. You know, they do deliver with what they're bringing. I, I think this year's Super Bowl is going to be different from last year's. Um, and I'm speaking like 2017 versus today, just because right now we are looking at, okay, with Marvel, we had uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man come out. That was it for the movies. DC had nothing. Then when we look at the shows, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continue on. We got the second season of Agent Carter. And of those two shows, I mean, easily the DC stuff is going to outweigh it. I mean... Flash and Legends of Tomorrow are amazing shows. I still love Arrow, but I think like if Arrow got canceled tomorrow, I'd be sad. But I'd at least be like, oh well, you know what? At least they can still have him pop up on Flash because mm-hmm. Flash has so much fun and such heart, and I love just like the crazy action and all the fun little references that they can do in Legends of Tomorrow. We've so also based got- off based off the shows, I would have to give it to DC. When I throw the Marvel movies in, I think Ant-Man is going to continue to be one of my favorite superhero movies just because of what it is. It It's not Age of Ultron. So I think it's funny that they came out, you know, one after the other. But I think next year is going to be, like, a big game, so to speak, for DC versus Marvel because we're going to have a lot more stuff under our belt. We're going to have Suicide Squad versus Deadpool. We're going to have... Um Batman Dawn of Superman Justice versus, versus Civil War. Civil War, yeah. Uh, but that's and then you have the other Marvel movies still coming out, like right, uh, Doctor Strange, and then there is going to be the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So you know, there are two non-Marvel movies, two non-Marvel studio Marvel movies. 
and then you have Warner Brothers doing whatever Warner Brothers can do, and they're it doesn't I don't know I don't know guys uh, TV wise I think they're breaking they're bringing it and even like mm-hmm. the um Titan? the Titans sh- cartoon that they're doing uh, oh yeah yeah that's going to be coming they're going to have like um, two cartoon shows coming out this year yeah uh, New Justice League cartoons New Justice League but the Titans show has got one of like you know famous basketball players going to be on there doing a voice like they're... Kobe Bryant no, no he, even Michael though he's, he's retiring Kevin Durant Manu no. Ginobili. Because isn't Kevin Durant known as the Flash? I don't. Why would I know that? Come on. Why would you even think I would know that? Because you, you're bringing up that a famous basketball player I'm is, yeah. is going to do a voice for the character. So Bill Murray. I think you did yes, some background it's, it's, for the show. Uh, LeBron James. No, he's not doing that. He's too busy chewing bubblegum. He's, and, he's and playing basketball. He's he's trading his Cavaliers for Teen Titans. Yeah, he's a Cavalier, Cleveland Cavalier. But uh, I I have to agree that I haven't seen Ant Man. Uh, I think he owns it now, folks. I though. do own it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. But you know, I just order things uh, while getting drunk on the podcast. <laughs> it's 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 an it's an affliction, uh, an acquisition affliction. Um, but the thing is, DC threw a lot at television shows over this past year. You had Constantine that came and went. You right now have uh, Lucifer, which is going on, which isn't going to get Million picked Mom up. Marsh is all over that. Yeah. They do not like it. It's it's well, on. I, it's it, uh, I, I flipped it over to it, and I'm like, oh, this is happening right now. Okay. Did you watch the first episode, Chris? I haven't. I forgot it even existed. They got Supergirl, which is fun. You know, I've seen two, three, two episodes of that so far. And then you have Arrow and Flash, and the Flash I've watched most of the first season. I haven't seen the second, and I've never gotten into Arrow. So they're, they're willing to throw everything they can at television right now. TBS was going to pick up, you know, the Titans show, and that fell through. Uh, Marvel is just more... I don't know, playing it close to the best one comes to DV because they want to have it all tied into their cinematic universe. But, you know, but then you got the Netflix. Oh, I forgot about the Netflix. They got the Netflix. They do have the Netflix. I watched the first six episodes of Jessica Drew, and I'm like, this is taking... Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was dearly good. DC Presents, Dark Horse Presents... Uh, Jessica Drew, Jessica Jones, um, and I just couldn't get into it. I, I I tried. I tried my darndest. Daredevil two was in would fall into this. Yeah, and and the thing is, they're they're there. You know, the television is there, but I'm going to watch the movies, and the movies are an event for me. And Marvel showed up, and DC didn't. DC- I, I I agree on that. Um, I would have to give it to Marvel because those movies are going to be something that I don't own either one of them on DVD right now, but I will own them. Mm-hmm. I will have them. I will rewatch them multiple times. The shows, as much as I like them, I probably won't be going back to rewatch them anytime soon. I've watched, and that's on that's on both ends of the thing. So as much as I like, you know, Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. I, I won't be buying that on DVD. No. I won't be buying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter. I like watching them when they come out. I'm more excited for the DC television than I am the Marvel. And, I mean, that's even taking 
um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones into account. Like, I love those. I was super excited for them. I don't need to go back and rewatch them anytime soon. So I, I think those two kind of cancel each other out. And the movies is really what I have to look at for this. So, yeah, Marvel, definitely. Um, I, I had forgotten about the Netflix movies or the Netflix shows. Um, yeah, and like everything we said, next year is really going to be a big part of what's going on with those. But yeah, I mean, I just rewatched Age of Ultron this week, and I remember I was I feel that I was more disappointed in that, that I was expecting more. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a lot of just me rewatching it now. I was like, damn, that's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. It felt like it really moved, where when I watched it in the theater, I felt like it was taking a little too long, too much of this going on, too much of that going on. But rewatching it, not having any expectations, damn, was that good. And Ant-Man, I can only oh, yeah. feel like it's going to be even better. And, uh, yeah, I feel, like I, I feel like I really need to watch that again. I'm missing out. You want to borrow Ant-Man? <laughs> if you're not going to watch it, I'll, I'll take it home and watch it again. Yeah, I probably won't watch But, you know, video game-wise, Arkham Knight was pretty good. <laughs> After all said and done with the, you know, video game, like, not working on PC and will no longer come out for Mac or Linux. Uh, it's a good story. Fun game. Uh, wish there yeah, was more video games. play that yet. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this out there. Like, I'm a very casual gamer right now, and I have the uh, Marvel, what's it called, Future Heroes? Fight game on oh. my tablet. Uh, Concepts, Contest of Champions? No, that's that's the other one I played oh. for a little bit. Um, that one's more like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Future Fight is kind of like a like isometric view, like, brawler-style game. Ooh. Where you, like, you can get different, um, like, characters as you go through. You unlock their biometrics. And then after you have enough, like, you can recruit that character and you build a team of three people that you can switch between. I'm really enjoying this game. And after playing this, I was like, oh, man, does DC have anything, like, similar to this or anything close? And still the only DC game I can get for my tablet or my phone is... Uh, Injustice. Got some Injustice. Us. Yeah, which has been the same game since it came out, like, three years ago. Well, they did a slight upgrade where they increased the amount of XP you get. <laughs> I've been playing. Even, I like, play it on my tablet quite a bit still because it still unlocks things on uh, the console version or PC version. I see the, like, Costumes that's cool. and stuff. Like, yeah. But I, I needed something more like an RPG. Mm-hmm. Like I needed something that I could sit down and play for like ten minutes while you know dinner's eating up or like on my fifteen at work. Like I wanted something that I could just sit back and play. And they don't have that. Oh. And. Marvel has Future Fight. They have Contest of Champions, which I played for a little while, and then I was finally like, eh, this is basically like DC Injustice, which I stopped caring about. Right, right. Um, so I don't like, not that it like carries a lot of weight when it comes down to it, but like Marvel has me playing a game every day that I'm actually enjoying, and like they come out with updates for it pretty regularly. Uh, they just had one last month that they put out Spider Gwen, Miles Morales, and Silk. Wow. So like I recruited the three of them. They in the last update they had uh the new Hulk. Like the totally awesome Hulk that you oh. could recruit. So I got him because, you know, I played enough to unlock him. 
He's got that cool uh, faux hawk. Mm-hmm. He's got that faux hawk. And Artemis, what? Uh, not Artemis. Amadeus. Chow. Amadeus Chow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's you start talking about video games, it kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marvel with a queen, clean sweep huh, of the Super Bowl. Yeah, all four looks quarters. Like yep, looks like it. All right, so we hope you enjoyed this Super Bowl. We'll, we'll be. Uh, we hope you enjoyed also this Super Bowl. Good luck to those. Oh, who's going to get the John Z? Oh, well, the John oh. Z goes to uh, Marvel, right? Don't yeah. We do it. Yeah. Do we just do that, or do we pick out a? Is that just what the trophy is? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, the trophy okay. is. Marvel's did a Queen Sweep. They get the John Z. They get the John Z. Uh, D- DC got some runs in at the end though. With their TV shows, mm-hmm. I mean they they definitely had some really good putts. They they got a safety. They did. Wait, no, that's actually a football thing. Hold on. Uh, 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 they had some inside the field home runs. Runs batted in. Don't try to figure it out with sports talk. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to. What do they call some- it in curling when the rock hits the other rock out of the thing? Uh, when the they rock got, hits the other rock with the thing. <laughs> That's probably just what they call it. It's Canadian. Um, it's Scottish? <laughs> no, that's golf. They yes. got a birdie. We'll say that. All right. <laughs> well, if you want to give us the birdie uh, on our Facebook page, you're more than welcome to. Uh, just flip us off over at our Facebook page, Bagged and Board. Uh, Chris, where else can they find us? Well, they can find us over at our Facebook page. They can email us over at contact at com or individually at Chris, John, or Paul at Bangboard. Have we checked our emails in a while? I, know. Um, I haven't, but <laughs> okay. people don't email ever. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to log in. I'm going to I'm gonna check that now as we wrap up. But yeah, follow us. We have that. We have our Twitter. We have an Instagram Basically, just look for us on things. We have our YouTube channel, which you guys do your uh, begging board board game bites on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our our board bites are going to be coming back shortly. I think we're going to try to record some new ones um, this week. Yeah, so we can get some more out out there. Nice. I I also have my uh, Disney and Universal podcast over at Parked and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, search that. I have episode number twelve coming up soon. I just need to edit it tonight. Put it up. Uh, and I'm also starting up a horror movie podcast with uh, my friend Maddie. Nice. That sounds good. First episode is up on SoundCloud. Ooh. You should get uh, you should get on the uh, iTunes. Yeah, well, we're on our way to doing that. We're just it was just kind of a feeling our way through the show. Hey guys, doing it small. Did you know that uh, Canadian Drugs emailed us? This month, we announced a competition among our regular customers. Find out Paul, more. Paul, you love competitions. Yes, <laughs> oh, I man. do. You, you also it? love drugs. Paul, uh-huh. Paul, are they doing it as a bracket? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Interfax, we received a fax document. Oh, ole. Uh, I cannot pronounce it because it's not in uh, English characters. Oh, it's uh, in Roman numerals. No, it's not even in Roman numerals. Damn you, Romans. Uh, is it like square, squiggle, squiggle, square, square, circle? Whoa. Hey, one of our listeners sent us a $25 gift card to Comicsology. Hey. So we should, you know, check our email a little we, bit more often. We should do that more often. Thank you, Lawrence Guest. Hey, thank <laughs> you. Is there a book attached to it? 
Uh, I don't see a book attached to it. Uh, well, we should message him and see if there's something he wants us to do for trade and policy. That was back in 1120. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Email. Email. I don't my personal email anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, but thank you. That's thank awesome. You. Smells like farts <laughs> over here. That's because I farted. I didn't expect you to come over here. All right, we're out. Were you just about to do a countdown? <laughs> yes, or did you go three? I'm recording again. Yeah, we did two episodes in a row. Let's get a third. In three, two, one. <laughs>